Welcome to episode 43 of the My Parents Office podcast. I am your host, Andrew Diaz. Today I am joined via Zoom by our Friday co-host, Kyle Meneker. Kyle, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. So on today's episode, we have our weekly Friday segment with Kyle, and we have an interview with friend of the show, J.R. Specs, talking about his new song, Get You Geeked. But UConn wins tonight. We're taping this on a Wednesday. They beat Seton Hall on their senior night. Did You You weren't able to watch any of the game, right? Nope. <laughs> that sucked. I, I, I was at work. I, didn't able, I wasn't able to watch it, but uh, – I think R.J. Cole had a double-double. Um, yeah, or no, Whaley had a double-double. He went for 17-10. and 10. Uh, Andre Jackson had two off the bench, which was pretty – that's pretty electric. We love to see our guy Andre Jackson get after it. That is what we love. But um, UConn locked up the three – the number three spot in the Big East with this win which is pretty huge. Um, what are your thoughts going into tournament time? Big East tournament for them. I don't know. Do, does, do we know who like, they're going to get in the first round? I just – well, here, I can look. Let me – I'm assuming it's a bottom-of-the-pack team, like a Marquette maybe. That would be my guess. I don't know even if Marquette's towards the bottom. Um, so, where is it? East. So Villanova and Creighton are ahead of them. I mean, they should have beaten Creighton during the year. But if it matches up, I think they're going to play Butler, who mm-hmm. they beat them earlier this year. They only play them once? I think so, yeah. Does, um, every, does every team make the um, tournament? The Big East one, yeah. But so, like, Creighton and Villanova are going to get in, whether either of them win it. But say like a St. John's wins it, St. John's gets an automatic bid into the Big East tournament or into the NCAA tournament, which is pretty huge. So like if UConn wins it, no matter what their record is, they will make the NCAA tournament. Depend- and that'll probably change their seed too if they're able to win it. I feel like they would have to make like some sort of run in the tournament just to have a shot at making it if they I don't mean, win. If the bracket sets up how I think it will – where they could play uh, Creighton in the semifinals of the Big East tournament. I like their chances of making it to the finals. Yeah, me too. I mean, they should have beat them the first game. I mean, Booknight missed like three free throws in regulation. They missed like six as a team in regulation and lost by two in overtime. I think, if I remember right, didn't they miss a layup at the end of the game? Yeah, so, like, they were very close to winning that game. And that might have been the one Book Knight actually got hurt originally. I think he still played the – was it not that one? He got hurt in the Marquette game. Oh, okay. He had, like, 40 in the game versus Creighton. Yeah, he went off in that game. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited for it because I'm curious to see – what teams are going to do because I, I, I think they're going to probably either throw a box in one or double book night, mm-hmm. which leaves guys like Polly or uh, Cole to really do their thing. And I mean, when teams started doubling book night, Polly just went on a tear for a handful of games where he was dropping 20. So yeah, Polly's going to have a huge impact on the team in the tournament. I feel like he's going to have to. 
he'll have like one game either in the Big East or the NCAA tournament where it's pretty much going to be all him, I think. Like yeah. Book Knight and Cole will get shut down, and then it'll just be Polly go for like 15 to 20, and mm-hmm. he, he'll be able to pull that game out for him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see like how like they play in the tournament. Yeah. So baseball season starting up. You guys picked up West Point. Um, you guys are going to be playing at Army West Point. Um are they traditionally good for baseball or no? I think, I think they're okay. I think they're pretty good. That should be – I mean, playing there, I've never been. I've heard it's beautiful down there, though. So, that should be a pretty cool – a pretty cool road trip for you guys. Yeah, I heard uh, we're also adding uh, – or trying to add URI and Northeastern. Oh, that wouldn't be bad. That for be uh, this cool. week. So, who do you guys open up with? We opening up against Seton Hall on Saturday. At Seton Hall? That should yeah. be – what's it looking like for you? I'm not traveling. I got hurt last Saturday. What happened? Uh, hurt the old elbow. No no, T, no, TJ needed, right? No Tommy John? Just a little knot. So you'll be back hopefully pretty soon. Yeah, I'll be back next weekend. Oh, okay, then. Yeah, they're – they're just giving me this weekend and Merrimack off just to kind of like throw again. Yeah. Not to rush into conference. That's good though. I mean, that that's things getting hurt early, but uh, at least he'll be able to hopefully play the meat of the season. Yeah. I'm uh, just giving the weather another week to warm up. Yeah. I have to stand out there. <laughs> um, have you been watching any of the Red Sox uh, spring training games? Um, they lost, I know they lost to the Braves. The Braves are uh, good yesterday. Though, right? Yeah, but Red Sox stinks, so there's not too much expectation. Yeah, they're going to be fourth in the East, I think. Third. They'll be third. Who? So, I think Tampa's – the Yankees are probably going to win it. Yeah, I think it'll be Yankees. Yankees Tampa – I think the Blue Jays are going to be better than them this year. They are just so bad all around. I think the Blue Jays are underachieved. They signed They signed Springer. Did they sign Brantley too? Mm, he signed with the Astros. He was going to sign with Toronto, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was. It, it really is a shame that they didn't do anything in free agency this year. Yeah, they signed Kike Hernandez. Well. But they didn't get any, like, big pick. They didn't get any pitchers. They could have signed Kluber if they threw more money at him because he lives in Mass, too. He lives yeah. like right outside of Boston. If they had thrown a little bit more money at him, I think he probably would have signed. Yeah, Chain Bloom just doesn't spend money on anybody. Who? Chain Bloom? Yeah, he's the old race. Uh, Kyle, it's Heim Bloom. Chain. It's Chain. No. I call him Chain. That... He's a Chain. They had him, when they were playing the Rays, they had him on, like, they had like a bunch of players and different like people on the FaceTime, like half the screen, and his was so staticky. It looked like he was so delayed. It was so bad. And then they had like Kevin Kiermeyer on, a bunch of other Rays players. But yeah, uh, I, and also Boston should have went and tried to sign Springer too. Definitely, I thought they were going to, and they just didn't. Didn't even like to talk play about close it. Close to home is what he was saying. Yeah, and the only team I. I would have thought it was going to be come, come down to like the Mets and the Red Sox. 
but he signs with Toronto. So, which yeah. Red Sox never even in the conversation. It's it's disappointing, but I mean they they have what the fourth pick in the draft. They're up there. They're gonna probably. I think they take one of the Vanderbilt pitchers. They won't be there. You don't think they're gonna be there at four? They won't want them to. Really? I think they're gonna draft another high school kid. See, I only know this because I follow Jared Carabas on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he just posts uh, about the Vanderbilt kids all day, every day. So I'm just assuming yeah. one of them may fall to uh to four for the Red Sox. So yeah, I think they're on one and two in the draft. That'll stink. Which is nuts to have two guys like that in one college rotation. Yeah. What do you think the Red Sox opening day rotation will look like at least? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. Well, Sale is Sale. Sale's not going to be back yet. Nice. That's... He comes back, I think, late April, May. So who's the, the number one guy? Is it Erod? It's either him or Evaldi, I think. Yeah. Evaldi's oh, terrible. Don't, don't say that. No. He's so bad. There's no Evaldi slander here. I've read he was even on that team. He is terrible. He's god-awful. No, he's not. He, he pitched six really good innings in the World Series. Big part of that team. He's not terrible. In the Red Sox World Series? Yes. In? 2018. Well, yeah, 2018. So... That's three years removed. What has Nate Evaldi yep. done? And he had elbow since surgery that World the year Series. after. What? He had elbow surgery the year after. Oh, okay. So, and then what about the year after that in 2020? Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so, short, shortened season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have too much confidence in as Nate Evaldi being the number one for Boston. Me either. <laughs> Me either. Oh, it's going to be a brutal season. If you had to pick right now, Who's your World Series? What's your matchup? And who is going to win it? Dodgers. Dodgers, okay. Yankees. I think the Yankees are actually going to make it out. Mm-hmm. Dodgers in five. Their rotation's just so strong now. It's it's and, ridiculous. Yeah. It, it, it's They're going to be a very unfair team this year. So um, I'm kind of excited. What's up? And Mookie Betts wins MVP. How bad is it that Boston gave him up? That's so sad to think about. So sad. For Verdugo, who's like, eh. Oh, and, and Ben Attendee's gone too. That sucks. Yeah, it's good. A lot of good stuff happening. That one hurt more, I think, than the Mookie one. I don't know why. It, it, it just felt worse, him leaving. Yeah, it was a real dagger to the heart. <laughs> so who they, they got rid of? Past like two years, Mookie, Ben Attendee, it's pretty much two guys who were the heart of your World Series team. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if they have um, Bradley Jr. anymore. I think they do, but I see, heard that at all. They, that's why they should have targeted Springer to replace one of those two guys because I think they knew that they were going to be getting rid of Ben Attendee. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, JBJ is a free agent. Good. So who's in their outfield? Just Verdugo. Like, yeah, it's uh, a yeah. – <laughs> Yeah. Martinez got to play left field. 
Who, JD? Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be good. No. Uh, Kyle, thank you for joining this Friday. Um, hopefully next Friday we will be checking in and you'll be getting ready to pitch um, for the weekend. But uh, now we've got the JR Specs interview. Um, stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you. Now joining the show, we have on friend of the program, uh, JR Specs. He's got the new song out, Get You Geeked. Uh, JR, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm happy to get you back on. Um, I've been listening to Get You Geeked a bunch, so I'm happy to get you on to talk about that. Yeah, I'm happy to be here to talk about it, man. It's been uh, it's really exciting because it's been a really long journey with that song to, to finally put it out, so. It's we're kind of at the pinnacle now. So you say it's been a long journey. Um, has that been in the works for a while, or have you has it been done and you've just been kind of holding on to it? Um, so I recorded the demo when I heard Out West by Young Thug in okay. December of 2019. I heard that song and I was like, oh, this has a really cool bounce and the, the Buddha Bless production on that. So I wanted to try to do something similar in like rhythm, but like obviously do my own thing on it because I'm not young thug, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of like tried to make a beat with like a similar bounce. And then I like did my thing on it, did those two verses. And then it was pretty much just intact the way it is um, this whole time. And then we, uh, my guy Soto, shout out to Soto So Dope, uh, mixed it for me like a couple months ago and we decided to put it out because I, I had it the whole time and I liked it, but it didn't fit the album that I was trying to do this summer. So, so we'll get back to the song, but you just mentioned album coming out this summer. Um, oh, that, was, that was this past summer. Um, oh, oh, okay. You, I got a little excited there. Um, <laughs> you, There's you, always you, another you, one. You but. tricked me. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so I think this, the part of uh, get you geek that kind of is very fascinating to me was like, the song was great, but, the promotion you did for it, I found was mm. so outside the box because it was just videos of you drinking juice and uh, just re really just random little five second videos. Mm. What was the whole thought process behind doing those videos? Yeah. So honestly, like um, my thought process, well, well just to, just to speak to it a little bit, what the overall creative process was like. I mean, mm -hmm. I, um, this is the first time I've worked really with a team on a release. Like for 99 Daydream, I was starting to work with my management, which is uh, my guys, Alex and G. But we were, you know, working like strictly remotely. And like, we did a couple singles that did pretty well, but like it was overall, like not as concerted of a rollout as we might've liked to have done. This is the first time it's like, okay, we know singles are easier to promote on streaming. Let's pick one song get a team of people together, brainstorm what we're going to do and execute it perfectly. So kind of go all that, in on it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So definitely I would say like when you see us doing, you know, me sipping the juice, getting like spilling it all over myself, yep. or you knocking over the carton and revealing the release date. To me, that's just like us giving ourselves enough time to like be creative and like actually stopping and saying, Oh, maybe just posting a screenshot of the release date is not, how you roll a song out you know what i'm saying like just being more careful yeah. basically well i think that definitely because i kept seeing it like with the with the carton with the uh apricot on the very first one i saw was the apricot on the record and you hear the beat playing and the apricot kind of like falls off of it and 
I was confused, but I knew you had something coming out. So I was excited mm-hmm. about that, but I'm still like, you see a promotion like that and you're like, that's so weird, but it made me remember that this is coming out. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I definitely think that was like the goal was we wanted to start general and like tease something a little just for mm-hmm. the people that are, you know, like devoted followers, like show them that something's coming and then yeah. just reveal more and more information and, you know, post, post more pictures. And now like um, we just announced on Monday, like we got a video coming out this week. I don't know when yeah. this episode is going to go up, but it's March 2nd right now. So tomorrow at noon, we just announced the music video is dropping. Uh, yeah, this will go up Friday. So people will hear this Friday. So this will yeah, be so right will be out. Go now. check that out. Yeah. Yep. Um, what was the deal? Kind of just I going back to that promotion. What was the deal with the apricot? And like, because you have the shoes, hmm. you had it on the record in the video, and like it just kind of kept popping up in different areas throughout the whole promotion. Hmm. So um, I don't want to say it was random because that doesn't do it justice, but it was kind of like uh the way i was on that wave at the time of like i was starting to use uh real sounds from my actual life and in music as much as possible just to give it depth for myself as a listener of Mm -hmm. the music that i'm trying to create you know what i'm saying like when i listen back to 99 daydream for example there's like all these clips of like soccer games that i played in or like nights i had with my friends of just like hanging out doing nothing um and kind of where that started was like with get you geeked i was like what could i put in this break in the middle of the song um just to give it some depth and i found some funny old videos of my friends uh sam wyatt and mitch um mm-hmm. and they were just like shooting the shit about some random stuff um the middle part where he says like oh like i ripped my polo socks i thought it was kind of funny so yeah. i stuck in there and then there was another video from the same night where he says um he thought the apricots were dried peaches and why goes no apricots are just apricots so that to me like it was kind of absurd and had nothing to do with the song but just when I slotted it in there I was like it's just zany enough that I feel like it highlights where I'm trying to go with the song which is like hard but kind of like bordering on absurd at the same time you know what I'm saying you kind of took a very literal route when you like because a lot of people may look like you said may look at that apricot and overthink it like it means something but it's literally from a video like a video of you and your friends hanging out it's yeah it was purely incidental and like you said, random doesn't kind of do it justice, but it was just a video you had. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was kind of fun how it came together, because especially because like, you know, Sam's one of my tightest friends, like for me to be able to turn around and, and be like, yeah, like this whole rollout for one of my, you know, biggest productions, like my biggest release is basically based off of something that you just said one night, just that happened to be funny. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's kind of cool for yeah. me as, as like a kid, you know? Like, no, you know, I know what you're saying. So are you worried that when your next couple songs come out, you're going to have to do this pretty much replicate or do better on the promotion than what you did on this one? Because you did a hell of a job on it. Thank you. And we're not done either, by the way. We're so we still got a couple of things up our sleeve, but um, I think I don't want to give too much uh, away about what we're doing next, but I think we're def- we definitely have a plan and we've definitely discussed that like oh how are we going to follow up this release which we clearly have upped the ante so much for the yeah. effort in. um and, and all i'm gonna really gonna say is we have a plan and we have a couple things um penciled in. I'll, I'll say that that's exciting that's definitely yeah. exciting for the listener um coming up i like i said i know you don't want to give a lot away do you are you going to be working with uh 
any guys you've worked with in the past or any new artists? Um, like I said, I know you probably don't want to give too much away, but what's on the horizon right now? Um, let me just rattle off. I mean, I, I could just tell you a bunch of people I'm working with. You won't know which one's coming next, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I've been working a lot with, uh, I got a song with Trent the Hooligan, if you know him, that's, yeah. that's uh, in the vault. That one's really dope. I got some stuff with my guy, Trey Breezy, who I'm real tight with. Uh, me and Sutz got all kinds of stuff. Me and B-All got some stuff. Um, I think that was the song, the one with uh, you and B-All, uh, Baby Knock Me Down. That was the one I kind of, because I was a fan of him before I found you. Yep. And pretty much opened up a, a, a whole new like rabbit hole where I go down through all your music and that song, like I, I said, said it in the first time you were on, that's still my favorite song by both of you guys. Uh, just the beat overall, like the horns in it and stuff like that. So I'm definitely looking forward to hearing you guys back together. Yeah. We got some other, uh, you know, with, with, with B it's always some, uh, some energetic type shit that you could put on in the summer for sure. So, you know, we're not gonna miss that opportunity for, for sure. But yeah, be super dope. It's it's dope to work with him. I, as far as like producers too, like I got so much stuff with my guy DG Zip um, that produced Stupid For You on my last album. He's a monster okay. producer. So I got a lot of stuff with him. I got a bunch of stuff with Soto So Dope who uh, I produced Get You Geek, but he mixed it. He's a, he's a dope beat maker as well. So I got a bunch of things coming with him. Um, yeah, it's nice to branch out, you know? When you say you use like a different producer for songs, is that common with artists or is that just like not not even just for different songs, but off one album? Because as an outsider, I automatically assume people use one producer for one whole album. Mm. They may not stick with them outside of that album, like when you're doing singles, have another producer. But I automatically think like it's this artist, this producer and whatever features are on there. Mm. So. I think it definitely varies by the artist. I think um, just in my personal experience, like I know dudes that are very conceptual and like to create bodies of work. And I know dudes that just want to make one track that sounds good by, by any means necessary. You know what I'm saying? And it's good to have both those things in your locker. But I, I think naturally I'm somebody who wants to make an album just like that's kind of what makes me tick. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like I do like to, develop like a, a, a good working relationship with some chemistry with like a couple people whereas like a lot of other artists like it's like just whatever works for whatever person but a lot of artists you know they'll have 20 songs on their album with you know 10 different producers like 12 different producers on it so I mean I, I don't know what the standard is personally I would love to you know I think it's important for your albums to have different sounds. So like if you lock yeah. in for with one producer for an album and a different producer for the next, that's a good way to like divide it up, you know? Gotcha. Um, I can imagine, like you said, you like making the albums. I feel like that's a lot more rewarding when you see an album do good because you have to put so much time into making 12, like 10 to 15 songs on like on one track that, you hope all 15 are going to catch the ear of everybody and everybody's going to love them. And then I can only imagine it must be nice when somebody comes up and you hear different fan favorites. Um, so like talk about that. Is that more rewarding than a single? And like, what's the different feeling when you, you see both of those things blow up? Yeah. So uh, definitely in terms of how rewarding it is for me as the creative, just like feeling like I'm, you know, that I got somewhere like to drop an album that you feel like you executed your own vision 
to uh, a high level is, you know, there's no better feeling than that, obviously, is, is you know, I wanted to talk about my childhood and kind of like put it to bed with this 99 Day Dream album. And I feel like I did that. Like I talked about being a kid and like what I miss about it and like what it's going to take to move on. And then it, it like, you know, it helped me as a person to like put that to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, when we talk about rewarding, you know, that's that's mostly a feeling that you have inside. But at the yeah, same time, like, what pays dividends in the real world is like focusing your promotion as much as possible. So I think down the line, I'm going to, you know, I'm never going to stop doing albums. Um, I'm never going to be the guy that only works in singles and EPs, but I think there's something to be said for balancing like the spotlight on a few tracks. And then when you've got the momentum going, like finally giving them a body of work when, when there's more people to, to latch onto it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you look at like a bigger named artist, like for example, I think of a guy like an ASAP Rocky who mm-hmm. hasn't put out music very recently, but he put he's put out three albums and just a handful of singles. A guy like that produces puts out great albums and has kind of stayed quiet versus some guys will put out just music, like song after song after song. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Like a guy pushing out a lot of music or a guy sitting on something to make it perfect? So the way I see it, just having been more involved with, you know, now that I'm kind of working more with the team on my music, like I do try to um, think a little more business-like at times without abandoning my like purist, you know, childlike creativity side of things and just kind of marry them. So how I see it is like, you're an artist, like, unless you're just getting like ASAP Rocky, the example you gave, like if he didn't drop music at all for like two years, he would still be getting big ass shows. I'm assuming. You know? yeah. And so you're still staying afloat financially, but as a small artist, like you do have to drop. So I think it's like, you know, drop a single, drop an EP, whatever you got that's dope in the vault. Um, but for me, when it comes album time, like that is when I'm not compromising. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not yeah, that I would yeah. ever drop some shit that I don't like, but you know, it's like, it has to be 10 out of 10 if it's an album, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think, like I said, like, cause I'm a huge ASAP Rocky fan. I can look back at the albums he's put out and I can listen all the way through. There's songs I'm not going to skip. And I think that's what is so perfect. Like I'm obviously, I'm obviously super disappointed. He hasn't put out more music because I'm a huge fan, but if it's, if I have to wait another year for an album, that's going to be perfect. I'll wait that ne- that next year. So and I like how you kind of think that same way that you will take the time for an album instead of just pushing it out just to make a dollar off it. Like, I yeah, think that's, sure. that's definitely huge. For sure. I think it's really important what you were saying too, like having no skips on an album to me, it's like, you know, graduation is one of like my favorite albums, graduation by Kanye West. And, you know, there's one song on it. I don't really like that much. It was drunken hot girls. And if that song wasn't there, I feel like it would elevate all the rest of the tracks on it. That's just my personal opinion. You so like, you're not, a, you're not a fan of that song. I'm, I don't hate it. Like it doesn't ruin the album for me, but like, I just feel like it's a step below all the other songs. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so definitely when I set out, you know, I, I kind of make note of that. Like, Oh, as a, as a consumer who likes to listen to an album front to back, it's going to make all the songs sound better. If there's no, clear weak link to most listeners you know what i'm saying yeah it's really important if you had to pick an album like one that you're going to listen to no skips all the way through what are you throwing on 
any artist, like any genre. I mean, any given day or just today, any given day, any given day. I have to listen to one album all the way through. I mean, Oh, that is so tough. Um, what have I been rocking with recently? Recently, I've been kind of feeling like Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon. I okay. rock a lot. Like almost like any Kanye album. I mean, not to give like basic answers. I mean, there's other stuff that I like. I mean, too. the Kanye one is, you could pick really college dropout, late registration, mm-hmm. graduation, uh, my beautiful dark twisted. You could pick any of those and listen all the way through and you're really not going to be disappointed. Definitely. I and agree. It sounds like a generic answer, but it's, it's become so generic because it's true. Yeah. I got other, uh, I'm trying to think of some deeper cuts though. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, Vic Menza has got a mixtape called internet tape. Yeah. It is cracked, dude. That is so good. It's really, it, it's really, really good. That, that album or not album mixtape really, I think, changed the way that i write raps like a lot and he he kind of like moved away from the style a little bit that he was doing on that album but but he's gotten back to it recently but that when i heard that i was just like dude i want to rap like that you know what i'm saying so it was a motivator do you ever get nervous about like the letdown factor of a song that's going to come out because i definitely see like with bigger artists like it's easier to criticize them because you can wait and like they'll post so much promotion for music. And then if it comes out and it's a dud, you get pissed. Do you ever get worried about that? That a song you're going to put out may not live up to the hype. Um, do I get worried about it? Is a good question. I mean, I definitely, um, you know, I think all of us as people, especially artists, uh, we're all to some degree, a little insecure about what we're creating even if even if you know you're a fan of yourself like you can still have second thoughts at times so there's definitely been times i mean like just this get your geek joint like i definitely you know i was like oh i've just heard this so many times i don't even know if it's actually good anymore you know because it, it's just you don't you yes, don't feel the same thing yeah, yeah. And it. um and i remember too like i ran you know i was at my, my boy rob trey breezy's house and i played him I think what was the final master actually for Get You Geeked. And I was like, how does this sound? And he was like, bro, it sounds crazy. And I was like, I don't know. It sounds a little weird on this speaker. Um, it didn't sound weird. It was totally fine. You just get the, it, when you listen to something you're working on too many times, you get yeah. these goggles, you know, but. Yeah. You become your own worst critic and hmm, you sure. want it to be perfect. And when you hear it so many times over and over, you're probably thinking like, I could add this. Like you try to, if you tinker too much, you're just going to mess it up you're going to mess up the integrity of it mm, for sure. And that's, you know, you just got to know the, the philosophy I've been living by is, uh, this is like my new thing in the last year that's helped me a lot for anybody who, who's a, a, you know, a craftsman of, of any, any art or even like physical thing. Um, is this thing called the 85% rule, which is like, you could, you know, a lot of kids who make art will be like, Oh, like I've heard from Kanye. I've heard from, from Charlotte Gambino. I've heard from my favorites. Like, you don't put it out till it's perfect. And it's like, yeah, they have the time to do that for sure. They got people waiting on their every move. But like when you're when you're in my shoes, it's like, don't I shouldn't have spent another year on 99 Daydream. Obviously. I shouldn't have tried to get it to 99% of its potential. 
uh, you want to get it to 85% of what you think it could be when you're still developing as an artist. And the way it is, is like, if one person tries to max out the potential on everything, it takes too long. And pretty soon this other guy who's been doing the 85% thing, like his idea of 85% is better than your 100. You know what I'm saying? Cause he's been making things and improving. So I try to live by that, you know, get it to 85% of what you think it could be. And that's going to be dope. Once it hits Spotify, you know, you, you'll, you'll be glad that it's out and you can move on to something else. So that, that's kind of how I'm trying to operate now, I guess. Do you think with like that 85%, like at the beginning of when you're starting up as an artist, hmm. do you worry that like you may put out a song that's almost too good as like your first one and you could feel like you peak too early? Is that ever been a concern? So I definitely will say... I have done, if you count the projects that I kind of like took down because they, they didn't stand the test of time mm-hmm. as I was getting better, I've done one, two, three, four, five, six albums, I want to say. Seven if you count Pizza Man, the mixtape on SoundCloud. Um, and to me, it's like when you make a project the way that I try to, which is like, it doesn't come out until you're really satisfied as an artist and you know that it it is what it should be. Um, You're always, or not always, very often, you're going to put out that album and be like, damn, can I do this again? Like, or how do I top this saying? But the fourth, fifth time you have that feeling, you're like, it always comes back. You know what I'm saying? Like you're always going to have a, if not a better approach than a slightly different approach for next time so it's like you know after yellow i definitely felt like oh i really hope i can do this again because yellow was like probably step back to yellow i think was the biggest jump in quality between my projects in terms of like the art um and i was just worried that i wasn't going to be able to do it again and i but i did it just took you know a year and a few months so i am a little disappointed i was in your instagram live when you went tarpless so i'm disappointed (laughs) to get the hoodie on right now but uh but I'll, 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 I'm okay with it, you know. I'll, I'll have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I have been doing uh, just because I, I've been trying to go live more, just because I'm trying to use social media just more, so people know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, just because you know, I, I do have some supporters, and I want them to, to feel engaged with, you know, and, and thank them for showing me love and stuff. So you took your shirt off, is what you did. That, yeah, that- yeah, yeah. Wow, that's <laughs> look at the way that works. Now, but I've been on live more because I want to like you know show my face to these people who are supporting. Yeah. Um, but sometimes though, like I'll be on live and I'm not a big artist, so it's like it's really like four to eight people in there a lot of the time. So sometimes I'm like, what do I have to lose? I'm gonna do something ridiculous. So yeah. like, there's been times like, you know, it was tarps off the one time I was running around shirtless on the live. Um, it was another time I just started shaving in the middle of Instagram live, which some people thought was really funny. Um, but you know, that, that's another thing too, is I, I feel like who I strive to be as an artist is being myself and yep. being myself is like sometimes doing things that are a little bit absurd just to do them. Like mm. I, I, you know, I love to, to not like be edgy. I'm, that's not what I'm saying, but like shock factor in terms of like, why would you do that? Like doing something that's kind of being goofy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I, I love to just do, do things just to do them. So to go on Instagram live, like I just don't want to sit there with my hands crossed and be like, let me tell you about the rollout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to just be, try to be how I be with my friends. 
you know? I think the best example of a guy like that is right now is Jack Harlow, how he's yeah. he's overall just a clown. And he like if he wasn't rapping, he'd be a weirdo. He still mm-hmm. is a weirdo, but because he puts out great music, people just accept like this as his character. And I yeah, think guys so- like that, people come to love, like a guy that has a good personality where they're not going to just be above, be above who they're fit, like their fans. And there's, like I said, just be a goofball. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, also it's just so apparent when you're forcing it and like watching a guy, like you were saying, Jack Harlow, like just watching him goof around with Drewski or whoever mm-hmm. and like interviews and stuff that like you can tell that he's having fun and you yeah. know, watching somebody have fun is usually fun. So I, I, that's one thing, like, you know, doing interviews like this, doing music videos, performing, like I've just tried to get out and do those things. So when I do them, I'm not as nervous and I can have fun because it makes for a better watch. You know what I'm saying? I think the best part of that live, uh, you go like the very beginning, you go to your roommate, you're like, my mom just texted me. She told me she's not joining this one. And you just start busting out laughing. I, I, I just thought that was <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to my mom. I, I, I love my mom. I love my dad. Um, it was one time my mom came in the Instagram live and I don't even think, I don't even know if I like took issue with it i think i was totally chill with her being there but she texted me like oh do you not want me to join your instagram lives anymore so then when i did another one she, she was like i'm not joining uh which I, which I thought was funny mom if you're if you're listening to the podcast um i you can join my instagram lives totally fine just don't don't like don't like comment a link to like my baby pictures or anything but <laughs> so uh before i let you go um, me and a bunch of my friends, we grew up watching UConn basketball. Um, mm-hmm. We still do religiously. Um, have you been following the team so far while you've been on campus? I've been watching the games a lot more than I usually do this year because because we're nice. Uh, yeah. You know, book night was hurt for a while. The results were tough. not. Yeah, it was tougher. But dude, like watching that team when book nights on the floor is is just. I'm like I'm not gonna lie. I'm not like the most knowledgeable college basketball fan, but I obviously like I know the players on our team now because it, it's, it's you know, fun when they to watch. Oh, it's dope. And also like when I was, you know, me and my friends were talking the other day. It's like Book Knight himself is a great player, but like you see him just free up opportunities for the other players on the court to play well, like left and right. Like you see, you know, there was that point where Book Knight was was hurt and Tyler Polly was going off, but then yeah, they actually, realized yeah. they just started doubling Polly. But now he's free again because you got Book Knight drawing the attention, yeah. stuff like that. You know, you got Gaffney playing better. You know, all types of dudes. Like, if yeah. they're able to get a bid for the tournament, it it could get scary because a lot of the UConn teams that have won like national titles in the past were eight seeds or seven seeds. So if they find themselves there, I'm confident that they could win a national title or at least compete for it. So I'm, as a, a UConn fan, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, we got to see what happens in this Big East tournament is what I'm not that familiar with, like, the how, like, the, the bracket is selected. But, like, my more knowledgeable sports friends have been explaining it to me. The Big East tournament is, is apparently very important. It, 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 it's going to it's gonna be big. It's going to be exciting. But um, so you're also – you're not to brush over this, but you're graduating this year too. Mm, this semester. Excited about that? Um, excited, yes. I'm also plenty of other things about it. Uh. But, you know, that's life. It's it's March now. Um, we're going to bust out the month of March, bust out the month of April. And then it's going to be May. And I don't know what situation I'm going to be in. You know, where right now we're, we're trying to finish strong. We're trying to find a job. We're trying to balance that with the music thing, trying to still have fun since this is, you know, this is the end. 
um, of college. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll put it, I'm optimistically stressed out most of the time right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you worried about getting like a, like a nine to five and music kind of fades a little bit out of your life, a little like more and more and more, or are you going to try to keep music as a priority? Like you obviously coming out of college will need to get a job or, or you could stick with music. So like, what's your whole thought process? Because I can imagine you're coming up on graduation. There's a lot probably running through your mind. Hmm. Plenty. Um, I think my, my view of it is this. I'm graduating with a computer science degree. I'm going to do my best to find work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my plan is to devote all of my free time to music when I get out of school as much as possible. Um, and from there, it's like, I don't see it fading because I feel I was born to create something. You know what I'm saying? Whether it becomes something else other than music, I mean, it's possible, but I've just spent a lot of time on this music thing and I, I, I want to keep going. So, I mean, I, I see myself down the road devoting my life to music. Hopefully that's how I see it from here. But there, you know, I always tell people like, Hey, I'm here and I know I want to get there, but there's a lot of stuff in between and I just have no idea. So we'll just have to see, you know, I mean, if it was to fade away, like I wouldn't let it. Yep. I wouldn't let it fade away if I was just moving to something else that wasn't going to fulfill me. You know what I'm saying? So I know if it fades away, like I've found something else that's, that's, that's the thing, you know, yeah, you're not going to let it I'm slip. Not worried, yeah. You're not going to let it slip just for no reason. If, yeah, if no complaints, away, it's going to be for a good reason. Yeah, absolutely. JR, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, the new song get you geeked is out. Apple, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can stream music. I'm assuming is on. Um, where can everybody find you on social media? Yes. You can find me on Instagram at JR specs. That one's important because that's where I really, uh, you know, that's why I let you know what's going on, um, on Twitter as well at JR specs underscore. You can find me on TikTok. It's at JR specs on Spotify. That's the username right now. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, just stream the music. I promise it's dope and it's, I promise it's going to get better, you know? So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, JR. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the My Parents Office podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes we're going to be bringing to you guys. Thanks.